Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The master commended the dishonest steward for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, if we remember back to last week's gospel reading, we read where Jesus was sitting at dinner, at table, with sinners and tax collectors, and the Pharisees were trying very hard to discredit Jesus. So in the face of these accusations and charges by the Pharisees to try to discredit him, Jesus tells three parables get back at the Pharisees about the mercy, about mercy in the kingdom of God. If you remember, he told about the lost sheep and the lost coin, and we talked about the prodigal son. Now, the sometimes confusing parable we hear this morning is within that larger discussion at the table, at dinner, and Jesus aims it sharply and directly at the Pharisees. Jesus takes this sharp aim at the Pharisees and is critical, very critical of their lack of focus He is critical of their laziness, and he is critical of their wasting of heavenly gifts. Those gifts, financial, charismatic, and religious. We have to remember that Jesus has his face set to go to Jerusalem and die and be lifted up on the cross. So this parable, in this context, also serves as a gut check, as a conscious check for us, his followers. Now to understand what this parable means, we must remember... A very basic tenet of faith. God became man in Jesus Christ to save the world. And to save the world, Jesus also had to show the world that it needed saving. So Jesus came to save the world, but in doing so, he had to show the world that they needed a savior. Now the showing that the world needs saving did not sit at all well with everyone. Especially the Pharisees who were trying to discredit him. It enraged them. Jesus' face and mind and heart set towards the cross, not on earthly things, but on heavenly things. Now Jesus asks, demands the same dedication of us, that we pledge loyalty and allegiance to him and the cause of God's kingdom, and that we forego the things of this world. And so we get a caution this morning after hearing of the work of the dishonest steward. The sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. They're harder workers. Jesus is pointing out to us that the Pharisee, we ourselves perhaps, expend a great deal more effort and energy and creativity and imagination on worldly things, fleeting things, our colleague of the day says. We spend much more energy on worldly things that pass away than on eternal and lasting things. Jesus accuses or states that there are some lazy and careless disciples. There are people who are lazy in their practice of religion. So with the telling of this parable, Jesus forces us to ask a difficult question. He wants us to hear this parable and react to it. And from that reaction to question ourselves. And questions are something like these. How much time do we spend 
on heavenly things as opposed to earthly or worldly things? Are we the lazy and careless disciples? Jesus forces us to think about how much time we invest in our career, in our hobbies, in our other activities as compared to how much time we give to the practice of our faith, to our prayer life, to worship of Almighty God, and to acts of charity. If we were to hold those things in a balance, which would be heavier? For the sad reality is that there are many people who spend untold hours on things that only pertain to passing or worldly things and spend less than the bare minimum on eternal things. They are shrewd and cunning and imaginative and dedicated and hardworking and spend tremendous amounts of energy getting ahead in this world but can't be bothered at all with the things of God. Now... I know the reality all too well that everyone is busy past the point of sanity. I'm a den parent, coach two soccer teams, have three kids. I realize that we are, most of us, overworked and overdedicated to this thing or that thing. But whether we wish it or not, the question Jesus puts before us today is of eternal importance. And it must be addressed The question Jesus puts before us this morning will be asked of us on another day, that day of our judgment. And so now is a much better time to contemplate this than when we stand before the judgment seat. Now, Jesus fully knows how difficult what he asks is, which is why he is so stark and demanding in this passage. Wake up. He realizes fully and completely the effects of money, how much the world demands. Jesus understands how hard it is to get ahead. He fully and completely realizes that money can and does draw us away from that which is good and merciful. Jesus knows that money and wealth, mammon, and the pursuit thereof tempts us away from God and our eternal home. This morning's passage ends thusly. No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and money. So if we were to glean or squeeze out instructions from this passage to help us in our quest to gain heaven, in our quest to live a good Christian life, we have to look at our priorities. The way we measure out our time. Do we spend ample time and effort and energy and creativity on heavenly things? Are we as shrewd and dedicated, as hardworking in our dealings with the kingdom of God as we are in our dealings with the earthly kingdoms? Is our highest priority God and the worship of God? Do we spend our time helping others, sharing the good news of God and Jesus Christ with the world? Or are these things secondary to other interests and activities? Things we might do when nothing else better comes along. Things we might do when it's convenient for us. Do we see money as a gift from God and a gift to be returned by faithful giving and sharing with those less fortunate? Do we see money as a gift that is given through the church towards the work of God? Or is our highest calling and purpose money? Wealth and prosperity as an end in and of itself? Do we worry 
Do we do more about our relationship with God or do we worry more about money? I'll say that again. Do we worry more about offending God or do we worry more about having money? Do we serve God or mammon? Do we serve God or money? It's a very difficult gospel this morning. I stand condemned as well. We have been asked to pledge an unfeigned loyalty to God Almighty through Jesus Christ and to serve only God. We have been asked to work harder to win heaven than any other undertaking in our lives. We've been asked to work harder, be more creative, use more energy and intellect on serving God and winning heaven than anything else. We have been warned not to serve money, but rather to use money as a means of easing the suffering of the poor, to help the needy, and to further God's kingdom. We have been told very bluntly to put God first because God is all that matters in the end. But if you're here this morning, be strong and of good courage. You're on the right track. You're here. If you're struggling with the answers to these questions, as I am, there is every reason to hope. For in being here and being willing to entertain these questions, I think it might surprise you how easy it is to serve God and use money to God's glory and not as a means to an end in and of itself. But nonetheless, we all owe it to ourselves to ask these hard questions, to interact with this gospel, to evaluate our lives, to see if we really and truly put God first and serve only Him. You, me, we are responsible for what we believe. And our beliefs are shown through our actions. We are responsible for what we believe and our beliefs are shown through our actions. And for those beliefs and for those actions, we all will one day answer. Serving mammon, serving money in the pursuit of wealth will get you nowhere in eternity. Serve the Lord only. Be fed by God's love and by God's mercy and by God's kindness. Use what you have been given to the greater glory of God and not as an end unto itself. Choose this day, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, to be a friend of God and a champion to his kingdom. Serve God, not man. Be a shrewd and a cunning and an imaginative and an energetic servant of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.